Thank you for listening to this episode of MESPA Principal Cast from the Minnesota Elementary School Principals Association. Hi, welcome to the MESPA Principal Cast. We are having a couple of new people try this out today. My name is Tammy Stavel Schultz. I'm an elementary school principal at Westview Elementary in Apple Valley. And with me is Eric Davis from Shannon Park Elementary in Rosemount. Um, Eric and I are actually colleagues in the same district, 196, which serves communities of Egan, Apple Valley, Rosemount, public schools, and some surrounding areas in Burnsville, Lakeville, and some other small towns. And Eric and I have actually been colleagues for over 20 years. We taught together as teachers, have had some leadership journeys in District 196, and now are both lucky enough to be elementary school principals in this district. But we haven't, over the years, actually sat down and had this type of conversation. And so when the opportunity came up to host a podcast, we both said yes, we would be willing to try this out. So um, our topics today are just going to be a little bit about getting to know Eric as a leader, um, but also highlighting something that he has to celebrate this year, being chosen a Minnesota School of Excellence. Um, they were validated this year, and we'll be having some big celebration this year that we'll be talking about, um, and just giving us a little insights of what that process has been about. But by way of introduction, Eric, um, you know, they, we go to school to be principals. We um, uh, do internships. We have mentors that lead us. We read books. We listen to podcasts. We have all kinds of ways to learn about being a leader. And so we can be prepared for many things that happen. But I feel that something happened to you to start the school year this year that um, that would be newsworthy to, um, just to talk about what that was and um, what happened. Sure. Awesome. But first, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and thanks for Mespa for, for volunteering or, or inviting me to be here. <laughs> volunteering me, I guess, might be a good way to put it, too. But um, I'm happy to be here, so thank you for that. Yes, we had a, uh, a very interesting first day of school. Um, we actually experienced a sewage backup in our lower level. And what that means is faster than we could keep up, we had uh, sewage um, kind of back up into our bathrooms and then not so slowly into our lower level. So we actually um, had a first for me and maybe many of you as well. We had a early release sewage day. Um, that's not copyrighted, so feel free to use it if it happens to you, but I sure hope it doesn't because it uh, it was very interesting. But I tell you what, through uh, a very supportive school district and amazing staff and very patient uh, parents, um, we made the call to excuse school at 12.05 and by one thirty of our 600 and 35 kids, we had 24 left in the building. So um, just a great parent reunification plan and a, a huge help for my district support friends. And um, we can laugh about it now. It wasn't funny then. Um, we're still kind of recovering. It comes to new carpet <laughs> and those things. But uh, we got through it with a lot of help and support. And uh, it's good to have that behind us. And if I never do that again, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But now we know who to call in case we have right. something like that happen. Right. And I know as other people were sharing there, how was your first day of school? How was your first week <laughs> of school? You know, everybody was sharing highs and lows, but everybody would say, yeah, but at least you didn't have that happen. Right. So. A lot of, lot of interesting comments, um, <laughs> a lot of funny comments, not always appropriate, but that sometimes that was what makes it funny. Uh, but it was fun to hear our kids say that uh, it was better than a snow day because they could play outside mm -hmm. and uh, run around in the grass and the sun. And so it was, uh, we made the best of it. And like I said, our kids are super resilient and uh, and just made the best of it. Mm -hmm. Talk about forming community right away. Right. That was putting everything into action. Absolutely. And... Absolutely. Like I said, though, it's uh, without patient, understanding parents, uh, it would not have been successful. So a big, big shout out to those, those friends. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, kind of while we have you talking, um, you know, go ahead. Why don't you give us a little more background about becoming that principal at Shannon Park and where your journey has been. You've been a very longtime member of that Rosemont community yeah. in one way or another. So why don't you go ahead and give us that little background? Yeah, I, I wish it was more exciting, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a lifelong Rosemont resident. Uh, I grew up in Rosemont, went to Rosemont High School. I'm very proud of those roots in District 196 uh, when I did get my teaching license. It was, it was a no-brainer. I wanted to come back and give back to the community that helped raise me and to have that opportunity was was amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm still just, sometimes I pinch myself that, that my path has led to where it is right now. I'm very, very fortunate and, and have tons of help along the way, but um, started teaching at uh, Pinewood uh, Elementary School in Egan, um, saw second and third grade for 10 years, and then gravitated to the middle school. I, I coached hockey for 13 years, high school hockey at three different high schools, and for the longest time, that was that was it for me. I wanted to, I wanted to teach elementary school and coach hockey, um, and it worked. It worked for a while, um, and I loved it, and then I just kind of gravitated towards wanting to help. And I think if you ask the people that are in this profession or any human search profession, it's they want to help. Um, and to me, it just called that I that I could do things in a different way. And so my my elementary teaching led to a technology coordinator position because I that's a passion of mine as well as technology, um, which just kind of slowly led to administration. And and the path was uh, was sometimes rocky and bumpy, like it is for many of us. But uh, to land where I did at Shana Park, which is in Rosemont, which literally is maybe two miles from where I grew up as as a child, is uh, it's unbelievable. And I'm just so fortunate. So I think they would also feel that they're fortunate to have you. I know you were a part of that Rosemont community. Your, your wife actually taught at Shannon Park for a while. Yeah. And your boys um, were students at Shannon Park. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting is my, my wife, who is amazing, um, was a teacher in our district for, for many years. She was at Shannon Park when I was hired. Um, and for obvious reasons, we couldn't be together at the <laughs> same school, mostly because she can't be in charge of me at two different places. Um, <laughs> she, um, she accepted a position at St. Paul Public Schools where she She's had a different learning experience, and she has just been, just been amazingly supportive. And she's had a great experience. She's at a school that she loves with a community that she's uh, fallen in love with as well. So it's been been great for us. Um, my boys obviously are Rosemount kids. My eldest is at the Rosemount Middle School, and eighth grader has had a great experience. And this will be my last year at Shannon Park with my uh, youngest, who's a fifth grader here. So this is a, a bigger year for me than for him. Um, to, to be going to school with your child is. Um, precarious place to be um you know it could, could go many different ways but he's uh he's a lot like his mom he's a really good kid um and i'm gonna miss him a ton when he's when he graduates to the middle school next year so it's been fun yeah speaking of transitions before you became a principal at shannon park and this is your uh third, third year, year yes. um prior to that there had been two longtime principals right. somebody who actually opened the building and was there for many years and then um when the second principal came in uh, again, there for a long term. So there were two principals kind of setting up the values, the community, those traditions, and then you coming in. Um, how do you, how do you make that school <laughs> your own when right. it has kind of been you know this beloved school and families stay in that school for a long time? What, what are some steps that you did to make it your own? Well, still working on it uh, mm. to be to be quite honest with you. But you're right. Um, the, the the school has. Um, unbelievable values, um, and it's so well supported by our, our community. Um, to me, the big thing was is yes, make it make it you know part my own, and I say that tongue in cheek a little bit because my whole platform is is this Shannon Park is not my school. Shannon Park is our school. 
Um, and that's important that I can continue with that perspective because it's very, very true. Um, but both prior principles, what I would say is that we, we have in common the passion for our students to give them a quality learning experience, to help them feel welcome at our school, um, and just really, really dig into building those relationships. And, and fortunately, that's a platform that, that I that's my whole career is is making sure that we are as inclusive as possible, providing just quality relationships for our families, um, helping them feel that Shana Park is our school because we have to do it together because we can't do it by ourselves. We we know that. Um, so it's just been just been great just kind of continuing the values. Um, you know, Mr. Cosgrove opened the school, uh, amazing legacy. Uh, Michael Guthrie came after that. Um, for those of you that have ever met Michael Guthrie, no one is like Michael Guthrie, and that's the biggest compliment that I could ever give somebody. He's just, just amazing with kids and families. Um, I'm hoping that I continue that legacy as well. Um, we're, we're values are the same, but we're different people. Uh, Mr. Guthrie is a singer and a dancer. Um, I'm a hockey player. <laughs> and uh, so stepping on those toes is nothing I'm looking to do and, and I can't be like him we can have the same values but we're definitely different people but um, to piggyback of the legacy that he's created for the school for our students and families um, that's the goal is to make sure that we just keep those positive things going well, and I think, you know, the whole process of the School of Excellence probably led you to that. Um, our MESPA colleague, Jessica Cabean, has um, recently released a book called Lead with Grace. And one of the things she mentions in there is in authenticity, you gain credibility. And so even though you have shared those core values, you know that you can't be and step right. into somebody else's shoes, that you just have to lead how you are. Were there um, some good mentors or some people along the way that either gave you good advice or something that though you're not going to be like them, that mm -hmm. you emulate or learn from them that you carry on? You know, we could probably spend this whole podcast, me <laughs> listing off names, people have helped guide me along the way, including yourself, seeing you as a leader when I was first at, at Pinewood. Um, just a long list of people that that just do things the right way. And by that, I mean I, making decisions based on what's best for kids is a platform that I will never leave. It, it's so important that acknowledging the fact that Oftentimes, what's best for kids is hard for adults, and being there to help support those adults to make sure that those decisions are made with transparency, with authenticity, um, is super important. But you know, I, I look at um, you know being at Pine with Chris Town, a great leader, uh, Julie Hatsung, former principal. Um, she hired me. Obviously, I have a soft spot for her. Um, but just going down the line of so many people, uh, uh, the, the the phrase I use a lot is, no matter what position I've been in Disco 96, is I have never ever felt like I'm on an island uh, from a class classroom teacher, a hockey coach, uh, technology coordinator, an assistant administrator, a principal. I have always had the support that I need from colleagues and our district support staff, um, our, our district administration. Um, you know, we're lucky to be in the district that we're in, and of course I'm biased. I grew up here, um, but the support that I received wherever I've been in this district has just been phenomenal, and I, I, I don't think it's shy to say that. I don't get there without the help of all my colleagues and the people that have been there for me throughout the years. I think that's what I've definitely learned as I've stepped into you know, just a bigger community at MESPA because being in the fourth largest school district in the state right. and there are 19 elementary schools in our district, we are fortunate to always have colleagues very close by to us. And when we meet together, we, we, we have those dialogues. We do get to problem solve. But the bigger community also has so much to share with us that we can learn from. And sometimes it's hard to step out of that and actually make those connections. So... Um, and, you know, I, I was sitting at the table when you were hired all those years ago. So I was thinking, like, hey, we were bringing in good people, but then also building their capacity at all of those levels. Um, how do you think being a hockey coach and being an elementary principal are similar? If that's like one of your passions and that you have this other passion, how have you found similarities in those two roles? 
you know, I think it's, you know, whether whatever you're looking at is, is, is having a long-term goal and whether it's to, you know, to develop players or win a hockey game or have a winning season, um, that really is comparable to what it's like being in a school. And, you know, just like when you look at a school, finding those gaps, you know, where, where do we need to meet people where they're at? It doesn't matter if you're learning how to, you know, how to break out the puck or how to, you know, do some kind of skill, um, you know, with your skates or, you know, working on your math. It's, it's taking the time to realize the better the chance I get to know you and build that relationship, the more I'm able to help figure out where you're at and give you the tools you need to be successful. So I think whatever aspect you're talking about, whether it's a sports or learning to read, I, I think just it starts with relationships and it starts with having a complete understanding of who you're working with before you get to what you're working with has been really successful for me. So I'm going to use that as a segue into this whole school of excellence journey sure. that you were on, um, that you went through. So really, right when you started as a principal, you probably found out, hey, you're up for reevaluation, re- right? There was a big banner hanging, and then the, the, the date said it's about to expire. So exactly. yes, it was, uh, yeah, it was time to get going almost right away. Yeah, so you, you really just stepped into that as you, like you say, are building those relationships, getting to know people, kind of finding out where you're going to meet everyone, them getting a chance to get to know you, seeing who you are, you step into thinking about, you know, should we do this? And I love the question that you first asked when you mm-hmm. pulled a team together. Yep. You asked, where are we average? Right. And I just think, I mean, that's such a compelling question because you could say, hey, this is a set of things we do, or here's a draft, or we already were this, this is where we're going to go. And you opened that up in such a way. So I was just kind of curious where, you know, where did that question come from? Yep. And then um, how were the first couple of weeks of response back to that before you decided to really lead into this sure um that's not an eric davis original that was stolen <laughs> that's uh that's a jimmy casas and if you don't know jimmy casas he wrote a book called culture eyes um and that book to me was um probably right now it's 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 my go-to um we are so fortunate to have jimmy casas come in and speak to us at the beginning of last school year um and we've done a lot of professional development i've seen a lot of things but jimmy casas really related to me just in the fact that we have the common value of building relationships with, with students and families, and he's a storyteller, and he's engaging, and just um, he's who I kind of want to be like, and I think that's that's okay. I think he's a good role model to have. Um, I've reread his book several times and continue to reference it, and like you said, where are we average is a Jimmy Casas quote, and we are so fortunate that we, you know, Shanna Park is a high-achieving school, and we're very proud of that. Um, I mean, we try to talk about a ton of test scores because test scores are just one measure of how successful a school is, and we're very proud of it. Um, but the question is, is how do we get there? And to me, those test scores come from our staff's ability to create relationships and, and because students can't learn if they don't feel included and safe. And so we've worked really hard to make sure that our kids are part of a school that is inclusive and supportive and safe and kind and all those values that we strive for. Um, and we're just so fortunate to have a staff that believes in those values and works really hard to make sure that those kids do feel the way we want them to. So you take a school that's relatively high achieving that we're very proud of. And so it's kind of like, okay, how did we get there? Yep, a supportive community is huge and a, and a talented staff is huge too. Building relationships is huge, but we're, we have room to grow. And I think when I first came to Shannon Park, um, another phrase that I stole um, from Steve Trone, who's our director of teaching <laughs> learning, is don't let good get in the way of great. Well, whatever word you want to use, a perlative, however it is, you know, it's great, excellent, awesome, whatever it is, there's always something next. And we work a lot and I just put a continuous improvement plan. And so how do we continue to improve, whether we're great at it or not, how do we continue to get better? And that's where that where we average started out. And we had some discussions, but I think it was really great. Um, we had a leadership meeting at our staff and we said, hey, we're, school of excellence is up. 
um, what do you think? What are our thoughts? Is this something we want to pursue? Um, we know how rigorous it is. We know how um, much time is spent on it. What, what is our staff's value about this? And to a person that was, oh, yep, this is something we need to do to make sure that we're doing right by our school and our kids. Um, we value the MESPA program. This is, it was There was no dissent. It's something that we really wanted to do. And, and the team that, that volunteered um, just did such an amazing job of taking it on and, and just very proud of that team. So one of the reasons you and I are doing the podcast is yep. I am currently the chairperson of the Minnesota School right. of Excellence Committee, and you are a recent winner, <laughs> and that um, other schools will have this opportunity to go through the application process. Um, the letter of intent is due October 28th at the end of this year, at the end of this month, um, and lots of information is on the MESPA website about that, and that you have an option of as you're leading into this, thinking about whether it wants to be a one-year process, mm -hmm. to have it be a continuous improvement process that's on a fast pace, right. or you have the option of making it a two-year process so that you have time to ask the questions that you were asking. Right. And then maybe because there might have been some um, people that carried over from seven years ago when you had done it before that kind of knew about it or had the strengths of the school that they were ready to go. But the other piece of it really is, as you're looking for those areas of strength, you're also looking for those areas that you need to improve. And I think part of the process is you have to really have a team looking at it, mm -hmm. a way to gather stakeholder information from your staff, from your students, from your parents. But you also have to have a real honest yep. look at that as part of the process. And, you know, we do encourage all schools to think about this process not just because you want the banner hung right, and right. you want to celebrate the good things, but it is really a collaborative effort to take a look at you know, these six areas, very high stakes areas of, be, of being a 21st century school that, that meets a lot of these high standards. And this, this award has been around for um, many years and it's gone through a rigorous process through the, with the Minnesota Department of Ed and the University of Minnesota looking at it as a research-based um, process. Um, so as you're, as you're going through that, what were ways that you gathered information from those different stakeholders in the process? Yeah, and I would say you're, you're exactly right. Um, we're super excited um, to get uh, a banner and a plaque or however that works out too, but that really is just um, kind of just a side effect of really some courageous conversations because you really are putting yourself out there. And if you, if you really are doing this what I think is the right way, you're asking questions that sometimes you may not want to hear the answers to. And, and that's sometimes hard to hear, especially in the human service profession, when you're talking about children. Um, but we took some time and we uh, we sent on a survey to our, our community um, just to get some feedback. What, what, what are things that are going well? Where can we improve? Um, and the feedback was great. It was honest. Um, we learned some things. And again, I used the phrase continuous improvement earlier. This is a huge step in that, in figuring out. Um, you know, we, we think we know what our community thinks of us, and we try to communicate the best that we can and, and try different many means, but you really don't know until you ask the questions. And asking a question that you may not want to hear the answer to can be difficult and can be a little bit frightening. But um, we learned a lot about our school and our families and our community. Um, we, again, learned how supported we really are. Um, we're so fortunate. Our, our parents and families are just amazing. Um, and they, they took the time to answer the questions, and that's part of it, too. And so this, this is not just a committee thing or a Mr. Davis thing this is uh this is an investment for our whole community and it's um it's time consuming and it's rigorous but i think putting the time in makes this whole thing worthwhile um the plaque's going to look great um, mm -hmm. the banner's going to look great but what we gain the information that we learned in order to make the changes that we did to help change some things at Shannon park to make things even better um that really is what this is all about and you're right it is a it is a rigorous uh, commitment 
to really go through all those different steps. And especially if you're going to look at it, um, it's great to have a leadership team. And um, one of the things you mentioned for for growth in this is um, technology for students. Do you mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit about um, what plan you're kind of rolling out then from that process of how to have more students engaged in that technology? Yeah, well, I, as many of you know, our Disc 186, um, we're, we're an iPad school. We're one-to-one -one from students in fourth grade and beyond. Um, and it was really important to us for, for us to just kind of push the idea that these iPads are tools, not toys. Um, technology can be scary. Um, you know, we, every time we roll out our iPads every year, we meet with our parents and just to talk about the what-ifs, the what are we doing, how are we keeping kids safe, um, because there's a concern. Um, and, and it's valid. And coming from a middle school and, and seeing, you know, what can happen when our kids start bringing phones to school and all those things, which is an entirely different podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's just really important to us that we are doing things the right way by keeping kids safe, yet using this tool in a way that's going to be helpful for them as they progress from grade level to grade level into middle school and high school. We are the beginning of the digital footprint. Um, and so for us to teach what it's like to have a, a good digital tone in your classroom and have those conversations with parents. And once again, this is something we can't do on our own. And so including our parents and having them come in and listen to what their concerns are, their frustrations, so we know where we can get to to help them feel supported and their kids are safe. And I know I think we are we are lucky to have resources, right. but with that comes a lot of responsibility um, for us educating parents along the way too, to yep. make sure that we still continue to have that partnership with the tools that we have and moving forward. Right. Um, so what what have been some of the challenges as as a principal that you know you might want to share with others? Like you've been doing this for three years, and there's all right. kinds of things that come right. to you. Three you years, share. so I'm a pro now, sure. right? Yeah. You know, there, there is always that tenure that tenure time, right? But I, you know, and again, thank you for sharing your story at the beginning of the podcast yeah. about um, how your school year began, that, yep. that emergency um, preparedness that we need. But is there something that surprised you? about the role of an elementary principal because you were in the middle school for a while before coming coming into it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm surprised every day. You know, I think you, you come to school with a plan and you have your list of things that you have to do and, and more days than not, you add more to that list and you're able to cross off, which, you know, I think if you talk to people that are in education, that's part of the the deal, right? I mean, that's what you like is no day is ever, ever the same and yet you really don't know what to expect from day to day and I, I like that challenge. Um, it's just been such a great experience about learning um, just not the educational side, the curriculum side, but just learning more about people and the importance of family and those relationships. And, you know, with that investment, you know, it, it can be hard. I mean, we, we care so much about our students and want to be successful that when things don't go the way that you had planned, um, the what happens next is super important. And we're, we're getting better at it. Um, we talk a lot, Shanna Park, about um, mental health. It's been a big push in, in schools and 196 and beyond. And so we're we're trying to see what we can do to help support our students and families. And so just last year, we started kind of this idea of having a, uh, we call it a mental health council. And we just asked some parents that were interested to be a part of it, um, some interested staff, and just talk about what, what, Resources are available in our district and our school. What it, what do we need? And again, if we don't ask the questions, we're guessing at what people want. And sometimes we're good guessers, and sometimes we're just not. And so to bring people in to ask, what do you need? What's important for your family? How can we support you and your family? I think just builds on the relationship. It creates that kind of sense of community. And again, that's a hard question to ask somebody, and even a hard question for people to answer sometimes. But just to give somebody a resource to know where they can go to help feel safe, um, it feels really good to help in that. So again, going back to your question, um, uh, the unknown is hard. Not knowing what's going to happen day to day, uh, as challenging as it is and as, as exciting as it often is, it, it, it sometimes can be complicated and scary too. Um, you just want things to go as planned, and so many times they just don't. Hence the first day of school. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I compliment you on being proactive and, again, involving your stakeholders and community into something that I hear often when we go to our conferences, our leadership things about what is really impacting our schools, and mental health has come to the top of that, um, the social emotional learning that so many of us are trying to do to create frameworks and, and, and be a resource for students or to find out what that is. So right. that's, that's really great that you are working towards that. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the comments made earlier about you know, students just can't learn unless they feel safe. Mm -hmm. And if they don't feel safe, then it's our job to figure out, well, why not and how can we help? And again, it's not very often that that's an easy answer, but it's it's our job to, to put the effort in to figure out how we can help. And the Jimmy Casas way is being that champion for students and everywhere they can do whatever it takes. So your own, you know, personal health right. and all of that, how do right. you try to create that balance then? Because that list is never done. Those right. unknowns are something. Right. But the other thing about being a principal is your your day is really never done. Your job is really never done. So how do you, you know, leave that or put it aside to do things for yourself? And what are some things that that you do? Right. That uh, that's a great question. And I don't have the best answer to that question. I think that's really really hard. Um, you're right. Um, I feel like principals almost hats that you don't get to take off. Wherever you go, you're, you're a principal, and, and for the most part, that's an honor, and, and I'm, I'm proud of that, but sometimes you need to be a dad or a husband or a coach, and, and so you have to wear those multiple hats, and, and that's a skill, and, and I'm, I'm getting there. I, I think finding that time to be with my family is super important. Um, as much as we preach the relationship with our community and our students, the relationship with my family is, is just as important. And so to be there for my boys, um, I still try to coach them as much as I can in their sports and their belongings, just being with them, whether it's just outside having a catch or, or just spending the time uh, with my wife, Jenny, going out to eat the family and then just really hang my hat on making the time to make those things happen because you have to. Um, you, you can't be successful at this job or really any other job if you're not invested in it. And in order to be completely invested in it, you have to make sure that your family time is there too. Um, I'm just lucky that I have such an amazing supportive family that it works out that way. But yet, it just doesn't happen. You have to create the time for it. And sometimes I'm great at it and sometimes it's just not so easy. But it's, uh, it's important. Um, again, as Jimmy Costas would say, uh, uh, know your why. Um, and my why is supporting um, all students and that includes mine. You know, I keep hearing reoccurring themes come yep. through to you, families, community, yep. um, definitely relationships. So what are you currently reading or watching or listening to for either your own personal <laughs> development right. or uh, professional growth? Yeah, um, again, we're, the, this is the Jimmy Costa show, apparently. We'll reference him again, but I do, I... I, I, I hey, maybe we can get a discounted rate for him may, to come back to Minnesota. I, I would love for him to come. If he like came that. back to Minnesota, I'd go see him. I don't care what day of the week it was. He, he's just so great. So, Jeffrey Culture Eyes, if you haven't had an opportunity, just just take a peek. It's uh, it's just well-written and engaging, and, and I don't know, I think he's great. Um, as a as a principal group, we're reading the book Heart. Uh, Timothy Canold, mm -hmm. I think, is the author of that one. Um, and again, that's another book that speaks to me because it again talks about relationships and maybe a little more about taking care of yourself um, so that you can be present when you're at at, uh, at school as well. Um, but again, as I just said the common theme is is just building relationships and, and helping students feel like. Um, they're included in your school, and meeting them where they're at is more than just academically; it's emotionally too. And I, I don't know. I, I that's education is kind of where I'm at. Personal reading. Um, I <laughs> here's time to learn about Mr. Davis a little bit, I guess, um, <laughs> because I think that the reality is, um, it's so hard. 
it's so hard right now in our schools and our society in our in our world and you, and you look at other things that are going on and it's it's sometimes it's hard to find the positives um so my personal reading oftentimes doesn't take place in in our reality i i, I like things that are uh, a little out of touch with where we are um you know game of thrones uh, is great um i Maybe it's cheesy, maybe it's Halloween time. I don't know, but uh, I'm a I'm a zombie guy. I'm a, um, you know kind of a science fictiony guy, and, and that just keeps me away from reality. It's a little bit of an escape for me. So go ahead and judge me. That's fine. I'm proud of my science fiction background. It's something that I enjoy. I think that ties into <laughs> the finding balance. I mean, sometimes <laughs> finding balance is just escaping. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, as you were mentioning, a lot of things that you were doing to try to strive for balance, it still involved being being other people or maybe having that other role. And as much as we enjoy our families and being being all that they that we are to other people in our families, sometimes it's nice to just take back. Right. Kick back, get away from reality yep. and some of that. Yep. Just don't judge me too harshly in my book choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, people people often ask, you know, young kids or even as we're going through our journey, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what's your next step? And mm-hmm. you know, living in the present sometimes is just enough. Um, and, you know, when we grow up, what that might be. But if you weren't an elementary principal, oh, yeah. what 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 do you think you might want to experience in life at this point? Boy, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. I mean, I, I I have my dream job right now. I'm, I'm in a community that I live in um, with just great, great families. Um, I love it. I love what I do. Uh, I, I wouldn't change a thing right now. Um, you know, it definitely for something different, I'd be I'd – be, Doing something to help people. I, I think that a lot of us, again, I said this earlier, is, is just being in a position where I can help people um, feels good. It just feels good to make somebody's day better. And I don't know what that might be. Um, you know, maybe in the medical profession, I don't know. Um, I do have a hard time seeing kids in peril, so some kind of emergency may not be it. Um, I can't even watch like movies where kids are in peril. It just doesn't. That's not my deal. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'm I'm just so fortunate, and I I just I. I, I wouldn't change a thing, if, even if I could. Yeah, and, you know, we don't always know why we're on the journey that we're on or what right. the path is going to take, but you seem very comfortable where you're at and um, ready to be here for the long term. I, I do. I, I You know, and it's, things change all the time. You know, if you would ask me when we first started teaching together at Pinewood, mm-hmm. you know, hey, do you want to be a principal? I'd be like, nope, I'm coaching hockey, and I'm with my second graders, and this is my happy place, and that's great. Um, in, in, you know, 23 years or whatever, that's changed quite a bit, but the feeling is the same. I, I don't see myself in a future where I'm not working with children and, and helping them grow and just watching them learn. I think that keeps me young in a way. You know, you asked earlier, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't think I'm there yet. I, there are parts of me that haven't grown up yet. Maybe that makes me good at what I do. I don't know. I, I think it's, there's, there may be a key to that. Well, you've been very vulnerable sharing, you know, your many, your many different parts of your stories and, um, you know, sharing your personal choices about what you read and all of that. But is there something that your principal colleagues, you know, in our district across the state, um, I could think this even airs nationally. So you never know who might be checking in to hear what wow. Minnesota principals are Well, I wasn't nervous about. until now. But um, what, what, might, what might somebody be surprised to uh, know about you? Oh, boy. You know, it's, I don't know if I have an answer to that. I, it's really important for me to be super transparent. And I think once in a while that 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 bites me sometimes. But the reality is, is I, I'm pretty good at letting you know what I'm thinking and feeling, and 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 expect and hope the same from you. So I, I and to be honest, I'm kind of boring. I don't really have anything exciting about me. Uh, you know, I we've talked about hockey a little bit, which is a passion of mine. Um, you know, I love being with my family. We 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 have a family cabin in northern Minnesota that we try to get to as much as possible. And I and everybody that knows me knows that. So I'm, you know, I don't I don't really have anything that's super interesting about me. I, I love being around kids. I love being outside. I love being with my family. Um, 
I'm just, I, I guess I'm a little bit boring. I don't have anything about me. I've not been like skydiving or anything crazy. It's <laughs> what she's what you get, I guess. <laughs> well, I think, I think part of the allure maybe of this podcast might be then it's the Everyman's show, right? <laughs> I mean, this is not an experience we've ever had before. Right. I'm hosting one of these, but the intent was, you know, to learn a little bit about another leader in the yeah. stage. So thank you for being on stage for that. The other point of that was also to just highlight this honor program that MESPA does have. Um, called the Minnesota School of Excellence that, again, you won this year. Um, there were eight schools that were validated this year that will have celebrations. And we wanted people to know that although it is a rigorous mm -hmm. process, it is a process of continuous improvement and that you get an opportunity for the community and your staff and students to celebrate and find your strengths, what is going well. But then it also is a collaborative effort and a big commitment to take a harder look at what are some areas of improvement and make a plan to do that, um, which you have done. To, so to say that an everyman leader um, <laughs> led a school through this process and it was a positive experience. Right. And, and I would say too is, is it might seem daunting and it might seem rigorous, but the value is definitely there. Um, if you really want to know um, a lot about your school, and again, I said earlier, if you if you don't ask, you're guessing, and at some point, guessing is not good enough. And so, to go through the process is very eye opening. Um, it, it was very positive for us, but we learned some things too. Um, so, if you're on the fence, I, I you know do some research, but give it a shot. You know, I think we're better. We're a better school because of this process. And again, having people go through it once and then go through it again in a different way, different leadership, I hope was positive for them. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's worth the time. It's worth the rigor. If you really want to learn more about your school and ask those questions and be prepared for the answers, um, boy, I'd highly recommend it. That's awesome. And, you know, just some reminders about that. Um, your division um, leaders, if you're a MESPA, um, there is a committee member from each of your divisions. We're in the South Suburban Division and Tabor Aiken is our representative. Um, you can always reach out to me as the, the chair, um, but it is a great process. And the letter of intent again is due October 28th um, during Winter Institute, which we encourage all of you to sign up for because it's another excellent opportunity to get to know each other and network and learn from each other and hear each other's stories. Um, and during that institute on February 6th, there will be a session um, on the School of Excellence. And if you um, come to that, there'll be people who have already been validated, can answer some questions about that. And then um, your application deadline is June 2nd, so you have some time to prepare for that. So um, there are other wonderful PD opportunities through MESWA that you can check out on the website. Also, there's a few coming up soon on um, responsibility center discipline and school law seminars. So we are lucky to be a part of this profession. Definitely. We are lucky to have each other. Nice. Yes, and to do things like this together and learn from each other. So thanks, MESPA people, for listening, and um, hope to see you all soon. And thanks for giving us this opportunity. Yes, thanks for having me. It was a great experience, and hope you all enjoyed the podcast, and don't judge me on the zombies. <laughs>